What's up, everybody? Welcome to Millionaire Voices, episode number four with Eugene Dorfman. He's the CEO and founder of Pro Player Insurance, where he insures professional athletes. Eugene comes from a very unique place in Russia where his beginnings taught him what it takes to live the American dream. In this episode, I dig in with Eugene to learn about his mentality, the way he amounted his success, and his journey that it took him to get there. It's an amazing episode with amazing lessons and inspiring in so many ways. Tune on in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Millionaire Voices. Today, I'm really excited to talk to my buddy, Eugene Dorfman, who's the CEO and founder of Pro Player Insurance. Today, we're going to talk about his business and how he's reached the heights that he's at today, and then learn a little bit about his journey and his success of what he's amounted to. So without further ado, Eugene, thanks so much for coming to Millionaire Voices. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. So Eugene, you know, I know a little bit about you through IG. I know you're the CEO of Pro Player Insurance. Tell us a little bit about what that is. And then I really want to dig with you of your journey of how you got there. Yeah, of course, man. Um, Make a long story short, I was actually born. You have a globe in front of you, right? I was born right here in St. Petersburg, Russia, all the way north, right? And then when I was 11, we flew all the way to Cleveland, Ohio in 94. And I moved to Cleveland as an immigrant. Parents, you know, obviously, uh, immigrant family, whatnot. And uh, I learned the American way. I went to school, college in Ohio, job in Chicago. Uh, From Chicago, I went to L.A., Mm-hmm. In LA, I actually met a sports agent, and uh, I moved to Miami. And I'm speeding it up a little bit, but I moved to Miami to work for the sports agent. I worked for the sports agent about uh, about seven years, on and off, doing various things, learning about the business. Uh, while working for the sports agent, I realized that uh, there's a huge need in insurance in sports. Mm-hmm. And um, and what I did is I started my insurance company about four years ago. Um, Concentrating on professional athletes uh, from all the various products. So I just I specialize in insurance. I don't do anything else. So if the name the word insurance comes up, I want my clients to think of me, right? So it comes from life insurance, disability insurance, uh, through Lloyd's of London, insuring their bodies, um, to simple things like car insurance, home insurance, renters insurance, jewelry insurance. Wow. Right now I'm working on a big jewelry insurance because a client of mine has half a million dollars in jewelry and nobody wants to take it on to insure it. Because he's a professional athlete, and that's a big exposure in jewelry. So there's not a, no insurance company that wants it. So one of the tasks, a difficult task, was to find him that. Wow. You know, it's interesting, Eugene, and, and thanks for telling us really the fast-forward version of your life yeah. and how you got to what you're doing today. And I want to dig into the insurance game and how you're really – the strategies, like you say, like there's so much niches, it sounds like, in insurance. It's such a need in life. Yep. Um, you know – Maybe let's backtrack a little bit because, I mean, that's intriguing, man. You're back. You're from a place that I know nothing about. Sure. You know, let's talk about the beginning for you with, like, what did you see back where you were living? And then when you came to America, what was, like, that why that got you to be, like, that hustler mentality? I mean, we grew up poor, man. So I always see that. I never, I never want to go back to that, right? So, like, when you grow up poor, it's, I always say the funny story about being poor. It's like. I moved to America in sixth grade. To meet friends, you'd try out for different sports. Mm. 
uh, in seventh grade, I barely spoke English. I tried out for wrestling. Um, in America, you know, you have shoes for different shoes for everything, right? So we're immigrant mentality. I go to, you know, I go to wrestling practice and, uh, and the coach is like, dude, you, you, you can't be wrestling in these shoes that you have. You need to get your wrestling shoes. I'm like, oh, what does a wrestling shoe? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell, I go tell my parents and, you know, they have to go and they're like a hundred dollars for wrestling. Like, what do these shoes do? Like, can I wear them out? Like, they're like, we can't just go buy your wrestling shoes. You know what I mean? And that was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go wrestle. That's one of the things like we grew up that I never want to be there. You know what I mean? You want to, you grow up and you build everything from scratch and that's the why, right? Like you want to build something great. I know that my parents struggled coming here, right? And I always say this to a lot of my friends and a lot of people that my parents, I'm 37, right? Mm -hmm. My parents, when they moved here, were 30 and 32. So I can already make this, like put myself in their shoes. There's zero fucking chance I'm making that decision. Coming from Russia, having a career. My mom was a speech therapist, have a great job. My dad was an engineer, businessman, kind of doing little things. And just on a whim, doing it for your kids, and doing it for your family and doing it for future generations, knowing that Russia is a bad country, knowing that there's no growth, knowing that there's no stability, right? And knowing that there's a much better life elsewhere. And all of this was done in 94 before the internet, right? You couldn't like YouTube, you couldn't Instagram, you couldn't Google stuff. So I always say this to my friends. I'm like, that's my why, right? Like my parents did such a great thing to come here it'd be a shame if everything I do doesn't level up. It'd be a waste. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that's powerful, man, because you took what you saw, you took what you began with, but you said, no, I'm going to step it up and I'm going to change the stories of my next legacy and generations to come. And I'm going to step into the leadership role, which led you to where you always, uh, um, you told us a little bit about, how you got into the insurance game. What were you in before in the States and were you always a business owner? No. So my parents, it's funny because my parents taught me a lot of things, how to be a really good person, mm-hmm. how to be loyal, how to be a, uh, a man of values and uh, do the right thing at all times. The one thing my parents never t- really taught me is to make money, right? And you have to know how to make money. And everybody that's uber, uber successful, at some point somebody told them, how to start a company, how to build a company, that a nine-to-five job is not a way to live because you're just trading your hours for time and you've never met a person that's significant has significant amount of wealth that has a job, right? Because you can't, there's not enough hours in a day for you to accumulate wealth um, to build via job, right? So most people say, hey, I'm going to work for 30 years, retire of a pension. I didn't want that, right? So I go to college and the whole time, it's like, hey, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a job, right? So I go to college, like my parents told me to, you know, and uh, I get my first job and I crush it because I was very, you know, I wanted to kill it. Like, I'm like, well, a job is going to get me successful, right? Like, if I fucking crush it at this job, yeah, the, the power, then the, the success, you'll somehow it's going to get more money me, in right? the future, yeah. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I crush the job and they promote me to LA and um, I do this job and like, this job sucks. I try another job. Working for people was never, yeah. never like never set with me. I always, I was always good at jobs, mm. but I always sucked as an employee. You know what I mean? Because I was always, 
every job I've ever tried, I was always thinking that that's the job that's going to get me to that where that imaginary level, right? Like, yeah. man, this job, my, my salary is a hundred thousand. If I work really hard, I make two hundred, then five hundred, then a million, and then like I'm going to kill it, right? It doesn't work like that, man. And then it took me all of my twenties to really learn, right? Uh, the one thing that was good for me is while working for a sports agent, I always had a day job, right? And I always used to say that my day job is my fake job as my my side job is my real job because that's what I wanted to do, right? And um, every job I always tried never set right. Mm. And the last job I had, I actually got fired from. I've never been fired in my life, right? And I was 33, uh, 2017, January. Okay. And uh, I got fired for, you know, not... I didn't get along with my manager. So the manager had enough power to just say, hey, we don't get along. I'm just going to fire you. That resonated so much with me. And I wow. went on a little hiatus for three months. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I interviewed. I had like six different job offers. Everything was good. But it's like nothing felt right. And I said, man, I can never like – I don't want to go through my 30s with being exposed to potentially being fired again. Do you know what I mean? Because when you get fired – your whole livelihood is taken away from you, right? Like you can't provide your dreams. Everything that you want to accomplish can't be done because your money is not coming in. So I just said, fuck it, man. I said, uh, I'm going to go try this this you know insurance on my own because my last job I had was insurance. That's where I kind of everything went put together that there's need for insurance in sports. Um, I had the sports agency experience. I had an insurance experience. I had sales background. And I said, what are my all, what are skills I have? Right, so a lot of times, not to kind of play around, but a lot of times, you talk to people and like, that you go, "What do you want to do?" Right, and they come up with these dumbass ideas about all their ways to get to success. Right, in reality, is you got to take the skills that you have. Right, like, yeah, I looked at I was thirty three, right, and I said, "What skills do I possess that I can capitalize on?" Right. And I looked at it from like a, from a uh, from a thirty foot view, from the drone view, right? And I said, I know athletes, I know sports, I know insurance. I have a God given ability to sell. I was always good at making friends. I was always good at, you know, I can pick up the call and phone call, call strangers. I can sell. I was always successful at selling. So I said, if I can put it all together, I can sell myself. I can sell insurance, and most people like me and trust me. So why not try this? And that's kind of at 33, I started my company uh, end of 2017. I went fully on my own. And starting in 2018, I was balls deep, you know, moving. Let's go. Pro play and, insurance with no turning back. And, and Eugene, that what you're saying right here, uh, one, I want to say I appreciate from an, uh, an entrepreneur, someone who's come from way, way different beginnings. And at the same time, I, I felt like and this last CEO I interviewed who has this app said he has something to prove. And... Lisa Nichols said this on one of her you know YouTube shows or whatnot. She said she said, I don't have anything to protect, prove, or what was the last one? Protect or prove. It was one more in life. But for for me, I had something to prove when I was when I was wanting to be a multimillionaire and be an entrepreneur and all this stuff. My parents gave me an amazing life. But to hear you and what you tell someone who had a way different beginning than me, that perspective, that doesn't matter where you come from. It's all when you make it up in your mind. And when you said, I'm going balls deep, you're going full speed. Yeah, man. But like, it's funny because I always, 
people ask me how I like how I am now and what how, what drives me, and it's like when you know when you've been at the bottom, right? Like four years ago, I was fired. I was unemployed for three months. Like I, I started where my I saw where my parents started. Right? Like I've been at the bottom twice. Like it's it's house money, man. Like I always say this. Like there's nothing that that's scary now because when you know you don't know how far you can fall. That's scary, right? Like, what if I lose? What am I going to lose? My parents got a home. If my business sucks, I can just move back to Ohio and start from scratch. And the one thing that I've really resonated with mm-hmm. me is that if you read about millionaires, billionaires, right? They always say that the first million make is the hardest. And after that, it's easy because you know how to make it. That's why so many millionaires file bankruptcies and they lose stuff and they can restart. Mm. Where somebody that has a job, they only know how to get a job, Ooh. right? So. If you have a job and the only way you know how to make money is to have a job, if there's no jobs, you can't provide. You can't grow, right? Your family, your generations can't grow because you can't accumulate wealth, right? Unless you're investing in multiple different things. But if you got no job, you, you can't invest. You, have, you don't have the money, yeah. Exactly. Unless you're borrowing. What, right? But if you know how to generate money, you don't need a job. You just need a brain to see the opportunities exactly. where you can generate. Exactly. Right? So, I, you know, I don't know if insurance is and or be all for me. Of course. Um, at this point, I own three companies. Okay. Uh, they're all in the insurance vertical. Okay. But they're all function separately. That's that's what I want to ask you about real quick. Yeah. Is let, Let's talk a little bit about pro player insurance. Sure. As now someone, you hear about the mindset, you hear about Eugene's success story. Let's talk about how he runs his business. So- you're in the insurance business. Yeah. Your niche you focus on is professional athletes. Was that's the pro player name? That's what that's it comes a pro in. Pro player name. Yep. So, tell us a little bit about it, and a little bit about how you could help. You know, a professional athlete or anybody in this. So in this insurance market. for professional athletes. Insurance for any. So, let's remove the professional athletes. So. For all people of wealth, insurance is ridiculously important, right? Mm-hmm. If for their big house, well, their house is expensive, so you need insurance to cover it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for their estate taxes, when they're big wealth, you need ins- life insurance to cover the taxes so Uncle Sam doesn't take 50%, right? Their cars are expensive. There's a lot of protection. Their jewelry collection is expensive, right? Their are their wine. So what happens on a high net worth individuals is there's a lot of stuff to protect against an oh shit situation, Mm -hmm. right? And specifically for athletes, um, I've realized that while working for the sports agent and spending a lot of time with professional athletes, um, they're young guys primarily. I don't really work with a lot of female athletes, Um, not to be sexist. And um, they're young guys. Primarily, most of them come from a poor neighborhoods, which I resonate with, right? And I knew that in my 20s, I didn't know anything. And I always say this, like knowing what I know now and knowing what I didn't know then, if somebody was going to give me, let's not even talk about the top, top echelon of athletes. Let's yeah. talk about the middle guys. Mm-hmm. If somebody was going to give me a million dollars a year, dude, I would have been broke right now probably because I wouldn't know what to do with it. I wouldn't know. Uh, I just wouldn't have it all, right? And an athlete is a person that needs to be treated like a 65-year-old person would because you want to protect their most of their money and most of their pinnacle is coming at an early age. Mm-hmm. And you got to protect that for the next 40, 50 years, right? And you got to 
secure that wealth. And you got to protect everything that you accumulated because chances are, no matter how successful, and I have this conversation a lot of my athlete clients, is that no matter how successful you think you might be after sports, right? Chances are your business won't generate $5 million a year, right? Like plenty of successful entrepreneurs don't make $5 million net a year, right? That's what, it, like an NBA, there's about 215, 20 guys that make over $5 million, right? If not more. So a lot of those guys go become successful business owners in various careers. Chances are they never make enough that kind of NBA wow. or NFL money, wow. right? Mm-hmm. So you got to protect it. And, uh, and I do it via different insurances. And primarily, I work with a lot of financial advisors that advise athletes on money management. And I just help them and educate them on insurance. That's pretty cool, man. And you're seeing a lot of success with it now, meaning you have... You have it's been a blessing. That's beautiful. And that's through relationships building whatnot. So you provide them insurance just on what type of things? Primarily, my, my, uh, my bread and butter is I do a lot of life insurance. Okay. I do a ton of disability insurance to insure their bodies, which is very, very important. Because the way you earn a living for an athlete is your body, right? So if me and you, you know, break our arm, we can still do what we do. If an athlete, if Tom Brady blows out his right shoulder, he can't throw the football, right? So Tom Brady is probably good for the rest of his life. But there's plenty of guys that need to protect that body. Yeah. And, um, and you know, not to get complicated into products, but disability insurance is important. Loss of value, I do a lot of that. Loss of value is insuring a guy in a contract year, making sure that they get that next contract. And if they don't get the next contract due to an injury or sickness, right, that policy can pay them. Um, And then I do a ton of life insurance. Um, I think it's very important to do estate planning, important to do generational passing. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's just a lot of things that, you know, an athlete has so many people depending on them mm-hmm. and a lot of times they're primarily breadwinner in the whole family not like mom dad kids like wow. like you know they have their parents they have the uncles a lot of times a lot of people depend on them so it's important to protect the primarily breadwinner with their body and their life so you know it's it's cool because it's it's showing that you're really helping them and, and, and it's coming down from the fact of a place of that you've been someone who's come from nothing and have amounted to something and you want to protect it and you want to grow it and that's what you're doing for, for your for your clients so that, that's awesome now let me ask you this you know talking about you're running a company so you believe in a team and and what it takes we talked about what you do let's maybe talk about how you do it I'm a one man show right how, now. How do you run? How do you run your I, your, listen, your business? So because I build it completely from scratch, yeah. I have a ridiculously hard time with delegating. I am absolutely terrible at delegating because one, I trust nobody. Not only do I not trust them uh, about my business and my relationships, I only have a very few amounts of ability. You know, my clients like. There's only so many athletes there to sell, right, or mm-hmm. to advise on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough because if somebody, if I hire somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, they make some, mess up a relationship, mm-hmm. then it's bad. So I'm literally just now finally in a position where I got to scale. And um, That's the word I was looking for, yeah, Eugene, because that word scale is what, you know, I that's, have to scale that, that's and, the next step of the business growth. And I, the other companies I own, they're easy to scale, right? Okay. They're easy. Um this one is tough, right? Because I deal with a lot of high, like the big guys, 
mean, those are big policies. Those are big clients. And, you know, one client can change your year, right? And um, those are hard. And uh, my first year now, I'm bringing my girlfriend, Stephanie, I don't know if you seen her on Instagram, uh, to bring it to work with me. She does what I do anyways. So it's easy transition and I trust her. Uh, once I learn how to deal, you know, teach her how to do what I do, I think that's my first trial and error. Um, like I try getting an assistant and I don't know how to delegate an assistant, right? Like okay. I try, like I was doing all this shit the assistant was supposed to yeah. do and then I would forget to like delegate. Yeah. And every lot of people tell me that the one thing I need to do and I need to be better at is delegating, um, my work. Well, I'm you just... know, Eugene, what I respect about that is, as you, someone who's finding success in this and your potential, like you said, you're just heating up now. You're going to the top, man, and I could already see it and feel it. But there's a lot of good people out there that can help you, you know, whether it's just advising, whether it's, you know, creating a team that can help you, show you how to delegate. You know, people come in. I had coaches before that come in. They'll clean things up real quick for you. Yep. And the whole thing is the same page we're on. We want to scale. And if you could get to that 1%, meaning the people that are the big the big whales, and scale that, obviously there's not enough players to really scale it, but it's a certain amount, I'm sure, is a big number one yep. year. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, anything we, you know, I could support. That's what I want. What, what I'm doing with companies now is we're working on that that way to scale. That's the that's the thought process. So for you, how do you stay motivated every day? Besides that, why that that hunger, that burning desire, like a little bit of, you know, what's that motivation, that 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 discipline, that fear, that to, that fear to go back, man. You don't want to go back, like you know. There's always like you read a lot of stuff that talks about there's always going to be that one person that takes the family to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that in my family, I'm that person. Same. Like I put that, I put that uniform that like, it's funny. So my last name is Dorfman, right? Yeah. And in German, it means countryman, which, you know, Five, ten thousand years ago, the reason how we got last names is you just did what you did, right? And I come primarily from a family of teachers, right? And then my last name, my root of my last name is countryman, which means that all if you trace all the way back to my ancestors, none of us come from money. This, you know what I'm saying? Like we're countrymen. It's kinda yeah, it's kinda like the common man. Common man, right? Yeah. And that is what that drives me. That's like Man, like Oof. we're gonna change Oof. that last name. That's that's five thousand years, mm. right? And and we're gonna make something. And I don't know if look, like I don't know where I'm gonna end up in the finish line, right? In this in this race, right? But I know is that I'm gonna get a pretty damn good head start to my 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 and not ancestors, but whoever's coming after me, right? And my family. I don't have any kids yet, but obviously I want to set up a position where. When I do have kids, um, I can pass something along. And that's kind of what drives you, right? Like, you, here's the thing, man. Like, we didn't come in this world. And, uh, you know, Gary V says this a lot, right? Like, the chances of you being born are like like one in a million. Like, you are that one lucky sperm, right? Mm -hmm. And and then on top of this, all the things that could have happened to you while we are growing up, car accidents, different diseases, a fucking building falling on your head and dying. Like, we're made it. Like, I made it to 37. Like, I might as well make something great out of it, right? Like, 
that's just the way to do it. Man, that's cool, man. It, it gives that younger person that great wisdom because it's true. It's true. It's and it's probably more than one in a million. It's probably one in a billion chances that yeah. that you're that the that, chances that we're, of you that we're and I here sitting right here, now. A young eight, like yeah. how old are you? I'm I'm twenty nine. You're twenty nine, right? Yeah, you yeah. made twenty nine years, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So like, you might as well be great, right? Like, and you don't have another chance at life, right? So like, like I like I'm not a yogi, but like I like to think I do a lot of energy and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And like. You don't have a redo at life, right? Like, I got this, and then I'm done. And if I don't do great, then, like, I don't want to be 70 years old looking back being like, man, like, I should have done this. I wish I'd have done that. That's it. Like, I tried work. I knew that I needed to learn stuff. That's why I left Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. I knew that there's something that my parents couldn't teach me. That's why I left. So I left to search and I spent a year in Chicago, a year in LA and I oh, worked for cool. different people and I networked a lot and, um, and I've learned. And then once I accumulated the knowledge that I thought, okay, that's enough, like enough accumulating time to execute. Right. And my execution came a little later. Some successful people started twenties. Right. I just didn't know, man, I really thought my life was going to be college job, retire. Like that's, that's the mentality I was thought. And once I've realized that there's a different world, different life, and I needed to accumulate that knowledge, it took me, you know, man, I graduated college at 24. I started my business at 33, so call it nine years plus five years of college. That's 14 years after high school, right? Like I accumulated that knowledge and I was like, man, it's time. Like jobs are not it. Like I can't do a job, right? And you, you just, you go with it. What's, what's coming to my mind right now to ask you, because that's fascinating what you said. And so many lessons in that from all your experiences. Do you have like a couple like big life lessons that you learned when you were doing or some values that you picked up that you wanted to mention to people? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of times my biggest attribute and my biggest wisdom in my, to myself that I use is way too many people overestimate what can be done in one year. Mm. and underestimate what can be done in five, right? So a lot of people, you talk to people, and like when when somebody wants to make a change, right, you'll talk to them like, man, I'm going to do this. This is going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start this company. I'm going to kill it, right? And then in your head, things move a lot faster than they do in real life, right? And then things don't go your way, right? And and things that you thought would get accomplished in the first year don't don't get accomplished because life happens. And people get discouraged and they stop or they pivot or they change or they do something else mm-hmm. where they don't realize that only if you'd have made it to your two, three, four, five, that's when the real shit happens. Like a big trees don't grow overnight, right? And I always say this, like my first year was terrible. Terrible. But I am where I'm at now in a thousand days. Like, and and that's that's crazy, man. It, it, that that shit hit home with everybody. That you persevere, you push through, you planted your seed, you watered it, and you had the faith. And that me- leads you to. I'm talking to someone. You know, I'm proud for you to be on this show to say it. I mean, what was it? You're the top, uh, one of the top uh, insurance agents in all of Mass Mutual yeah, in the past yeah. three. What, what is it? Past three, four past years. Three, four years. Last yeah. night you got it again. Yeah. 
What what was that award? So I get an award. It was I appreciate you mentioning, yeah. it, but um, you get an award for like the first year broker, second year broker, third year broker, fourth year broker. So the first year I got a top five broker in the nation. So out of like wow. twenty five hundred people, twenty five hundred people. Yeah, uh, and then second year I got you know second year broker of the year in South Florida. So out of all the second year brokers, third year last year I got the same thing, and then this year I got out of the fourth year brokers. Uh, so it's good. It's good. It's good recognition. It's good marketing for me. And it's, you know, obviously it's funny because I didn't think I was going to win it because I wasn't very happy with my production last year. Mm-hmm. Right. And COVID, you know, stopped, prevented a lot. But it's funny when you win it, you're like, okay, cool. Like, that's not enough. Like, you got to go more. You got to do more. And, you know, I said this saying to a buddy of mine, I want to say maybe six, seven years ago when I still had a job, right? And I said, when we were driving past Star Island, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty cliche, but I said, if we have a job, we might end up on Hibiscus Island right next door. We'll never end up on Star Island. If I work for myself, that I can still dangle that carrot every single day. Mm-hmm. And eventually I got to work for myself, right? And I still think every time I drive past Star Island, I think about that, right? It gives me goosebumps because we're driving, we're talking, we're both, he, you know, this buddy of mine used to work with me and he now has a successful real estate practice. And um, and it's funny because we're both having a jobs at the time and we're like, we knew that in order to get to Star Island, you can't have a job. Mm. You know what I mean? A job can get you to Hibiscus Island right next door. But it won't get you to Star Island. I like that. I like that mentality. And and what you're saying, and people to really understand is, you're not thinking bigger. You, you you can't get what you want. If you want to go big, you gotta be able. You can't to... be going home. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that quote's right there. You go big, go home all day. But no, you're right. You're right. You, you got the. You're in the right. The abundant frequency. You, you believe that you can get there, but you know you ain't gonna be working, or you're not gonna be working some. Basic job to get to that status. It's just yep. not going to have. It doesn't add up. It doesn't have to be any basic job. If somebody's paying you, you can't get to, you the, can't top, get to, bro, you can't to the top, bro. Somebody's paying you. Someone's paying you. So there, people are always going to pay you what to be good enough, but not live next door. Eugene, th- we'll have a part two conversation. Yeah. And I want to talk to you in a couple months when we, when we start pushing the pedal on some things. And I want to, you know, move forward and. and get to this segment real quick with you is I looked at you on Instagram yeah as someone who's hey, I want to know about this person you, you portray yourself very professional and you seem like you live a balanced life balanced yep uh, talk to me a little bit about how you live that balanced life that fulfilled life we talked about how much you're motivated to have financial freedoms because of where you come from yep what about that that rich inside and that peace inside with just how you live your life. You know, why don't you maybe tell myself and whoever wants to listen this, about that. So this thing and internet is the greatest gift of our generation. Mm-hmm. And I actually, a lot of people say work-life balance. I don't have a work-life balance. You know why? Because I can do work on vacation now. I can do it from anywhere. I love that, bro. I I don't I, the reason I live a balanced life is because I don't share time on work or freedom. There's 24 hours in a day, there's 7 days a week, and when there's work I do work and there's no work I don't do work. Right? And 
our parents didn't have that. Our parents had to have a work-life balance, right? So mm. like, hey, I can't be spending too much time at the office because I'm not spending enough time from home. We are now, and especially after COVID, all these people are going to be working from home. I don't believe in Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, right? So like I have this thing. You, if you're a numbers guy, there's seven days in a week, right? Mm. Most people, they take two days off no matter what, right? That's Saturday and Sunday, right? And then they half-ass a Friday all the time. Right, because Friday is a kind of the weekend it's coming. And then because they always dread the Monday, in reality, most people half ass four out of the seven days. And that's why we go nowhere, right? Like if I'm gonna half ass four days and try to be productive three days, net net I'm negative a day. So I, I don't have that balance. I I live a balanced life because every day is good. Like, and, 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 I, and I work on a Saturday and a Sunday, and then I'll chill on a Monday. And, and to dig in a little bit more details, let's call it the arenas. So, if you're trying to keep your health in check, if you're trying to go dine, if you're trying to, go, you know, you're in a relationship. I am. You, you shout out to my girlfriend Stephanie Serrano, also in my business. And I love that. You know, put put your lady up there on the on the pedestal, and it's like, how. how what about those details? You know, what is that balance to you? How are you not stressed out ever? You don't seem stressed out, man. You don't think life's not getting. Remember, what I told you earlier because everything is um, it's house money for me. Yeah. What the fuck am I gonna be stressed about, bro? Like, like think about it. like for what? Like, I make good money. I work for myself. I got nobody telling me what the fuck to do or the time I gotta get up or where I gotta be. Right. The amount of money I make depends on how hard I work. And you know what? If I don't feel like working, I don't have to. Uh, God willing, my family's healthy. God willing, yes. My grandparents that are the ones that are alive are still alive. Um, I have a girlfriend that loves me, hopefully. Knock on wood. God right. willing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, we, we stress out about shit that don't matter. I don't really follow politics. I don't stress about that. I live in my, like, I life like is good, man. We live in Miami. Like, if you think about it, like, what the fuck? Like, I live probably better than one millionth percent in the world, bro. Like, there's people in Houston right now with no power. And, I like, I talked to somebody and um, they had a fireplace, right? And they're, I'm like, well, how did you do this cold, right? And they're like, well, we put up our fireplace and they slept next to it. And I'm like, what do people that didn't have a fireplace do? They're like, well, you know, they wear their warm clothes. Dude, that fucking sucks, right? Like... I mean, like, there's just so many shit that's going on. As, like, I grew up as, from Russia where, like, my parents used to go wait in line for food. Like, when communism fell in the early 90s, uh, Russia's had a system where they would give you, like, for everybody, whether or not you're wealthy or you're poor, they give you these little coupons for food. And, um, and you know, because there's a lag, there's a scarce amount of food. So, like... If you had milk, if you had sour cream that government gives you, like you go and you pick it up and you give them your little coupon to say if you run out of coupons, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up knowing that. Like how, why wouldn't I be happy? It's, it's, Eugene, you know, you're a real cool dude. And I like how a lot of things you say is about your perspective. You always put into perspective. You know, you look at, hey, why am I stressed out? Well, because look what's going on in the world. That's why I'm not stressed out. And it takes, takes someone who's very, you know, aware yeah. To be able to act like that. One thing I, I picked that. up on you, man, and, and I'd like you to, because I've, I've always vulnerably needed to be better in this word in all arenas of my life. How'd you build that confidence that you seem that you just me a lot. don't have that fear, you believe, and 
you're proud of it. And I think that has a lot to do with all the things you're saying. But where do you, where do you think that comes from? I don't know, man. I think, I mean, I, I, okay, part of it means like I was born with something, right? But then I think that like my parents were like, were really the lovey-dovey parents. Mm-hmm. And they're always supporting me no matter what. Um, I think sometimes they over-supported me, which helped me, which why I think I had such a late start, right? Because I feel like they put me in the bubble and they try to always, everything's okay, everything's great, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I don't know. I think my parents, because like, I got to get, you know, maybe they love me. They hug me enough when I was a kid um, that I have a pretty good sense of confidence, you know. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea, honestly. Like, I view, I don't try to dwell on issues. Um, I just truly, I truly don't think anything is a problem. Does that make sense? Like, you, can you know see- what a problem is? It's not something it, you can't control? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a good way. Like, like a problem is, is like, if a relative dies at a young age, if a child dies, if if people can't put food on a table, right? But things that you can't control are not really a problem. Like, you lose a deal, who gives a shit, dude? Like, you know, something doesn't go your way, who cares? Like, somebody's mad at you, like, what are you mad about? Like, I don't know. Like, nothing is a problem. We live in a pretty problem-free world when it's all said and done. And the good thing about America, as many problems as we have, it's a country where if you wake up, you can do shit and get shit done on your own. I'm sure some people have it harder than others, but at the end of the day, it's it's an easy country to do that. Where Mm -hmm. other countries, the moment you're successful, Mm -hmm. somebody knocks on your door, takes your shit, come to countries, government own your stuff, right? Like it makes it makes you proud to be an American. Where I live, where I've grown up, it's been, you know being blessed to be in the United States of America and the opportunity. And everyone says it, man. Everybody who comes from another country that didn't have the American freedom, they go right to that quote, like, yo, you have freedom. And freedom, free will is a huge freedom still, but freedom to build a business and do what you've created and from where you come from, man, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing to, to meet people like you who who are able to level up in this life and really bring that swag, but also are going to make impact. Like, you know, you're helping people's lives and you're not going to well, stop. And that's what I wanted. To, and, I, and maybe because like I try to do good by my clients. I was thinking that's like, I try to do good by my clients. For me, I sleep good at night. I'm not worried. I'm not worried that my clients are going to call me in 10 years saying I fucked them out of money. You know what I mean? Like I try to do good, good business. I care about my clients. I care about what I do. I care about the message that I send. So, like, I, if you live a positive life, like, if you live a good life, you don't have to sleep with one eye open. Does that make sense? Like, you always should watch out for the big bad wolf to come. But no, it's such a it's a powerful statement that those who want to up the system or do things to go, you know, to get somebody back. No, do the right thing. Yep, be a great person, serve others. Let everything follow and and take advice of people who you know, who have done it. You know yep. we've accomplished a lot of things. And, and Eugene, I, one thing I just want to wrap up with with you is you have your big plans. Yeah. What's the goal? What, if we talk in a couple I don't months, know. where where you want to go with all this? I don't how, know. how big? How small? Or in between? One thing I say to um, kind of like a big blanket statement is I want to see my name on a high rise. Okay. Right? And I feel that that would accomplish few things. One, my business, 
is successful enough where I can afford it, right? Two, I feel that I'm important enough that I need to remember. It's marketing budgets, right? So like it's important enough that I got to share the story with my business. And I feel like if I can get there, that's good, right? But that's business, man. Like I want to accomplish, I want to help. Like I know there's one thing that I've always had growing up in my early in the teens and the 20s before the internet really developed lately is last 10 years is that I always wonder how do people made money like I didn't know that you can make money running a studio or you can make money being consulting insurance you didn't make you can make money you know I always thought like I didn't know what rich people did like you know you know about the the you know the Steve Jobs the the Bill Gates but you don't know the real estate you don't know a lot of things and I feel that one internet is allowing young people to really look, have a peek into success. Uh, but two, I want to share it. I want to, and I want to be realistic. And you know, I want to leave a message where if there's other little Eugenes that are growing up, I can help them speed up the process, right? And we can all be successful and great. And family is important, man. Like, so I don't know where I want to be in the next ten years. I know where I want to be in the next five, and I'll try to live like that. I think a lot of times people overthink about 10 years is a long time like a lot of people oh in 20 years i want to do this dude in 10 years ago i was 27 and my life was completely different five years ago my life was completely different five years is a long time which what we talked about a lot of people underestimate you know overestimate what they can do in one year underestimate in five five years is a long time man and you know i know right now my business is where it's at i know where i want to do i know i want to be a household name in a vertical of sports when it comes to insurance and I'm well way on that way, right? Um, and I want to establish that. And then, I don't know, man. I you know I want to own businesses. Um, I want to own real estate. I want to have a family. Um, I want to give back. You know, charity is important. Helping is important. Um, but in all of that, you need to be, you can't, Give back until you create enough for yourself yeah. and you're happy, right? Once you're happy, it's easy to give back, right? And most people need to learn that you got to build yourself up first so you can give back second, right? And most people try to do so hard to give back, give back, give back, give back, and they can't do anything. They can't give back, right? Um, and that's powerful, right? That's what I kind of want them to do. Yeah. Uh, I, align, I align a lot with that. And it's so true. Self-love, respect yourself, and get to the best version. And that once again, I, I brought her up twice. Lisa Nichols, man. She's 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 on fire. You guys got to check her out too. But yeah, we'll do she it. She said, definitely. you got to go through the door yourself before you can go back and bring everyone with you. Oh, That's, yeah, man. 100%. That's the best way to put it. Best version of yourself. Bringing somebody else. You got to go through everything. You got to pace, you know, you got to put the path down. And then people can walk that path. So right now, I'm in a path-building phase. That's awesome, man. So you're located in Miami, Florida. Yep. How do people reach out to you? And I'm huge on Instagram. Um, most of my business is built on Instagram. So if anybody, insurance people that are listening to, a lot of times people ask me how I build my business and how to. I think insurance is fucking boring and people hate insurance, right? And I try not to talk about insurance to people. What I try to do is making sure they follow me on Instagram, 
I'm going to launch a also trying to launch a podcast, get a YouTube channel going. Let's get and it. And just educate people, create content, and um, and that's how I spread the you know spread my message and spread my mission and spread what I'm trying to do via social media. That's awesome, man. Well, Eugene, man, it's been an honor. Appreciate it. Really to have you on this show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the lessons that you're teaching myself and everyone listening. I'm looking forward to seeing how far and how big you do it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing your name on that building. That's right. You'll see it. Hey, hopefully sooner than later. Oh, I will. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you, man. So anything we could do, let's make it happen. You guys, check him out. Follow him on IG. We'll post all his links in our description below. And thanks for tuning in, Millionaire Voices. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Wow. That was an amazing episode. Thank you so much, Eugene, for coming on the show. You guys, if you're enjoying this content, please give Millionaire Voices a like and a follow on Apple, on Spotify, and please follow us on Instagram, on YouTube, all the different channels. Helps us grow if you're enjoying this content. We really appreciate the feedback. If you guys like Eugene, make sure to give him a follow on Instagram. We'll post his links below. And keep on tuning in, guys. Millionaire Voices.